from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author of the book Paycheck to Purpose and host of the Ken Coleman Show on Ramsey Networks is my co-host today. He talks a lot about jobs and careers and work. You got questions about that? This would be a good day for you to jump in and do that, but we're going to help you with whatever you need. We're talking about your life. 888-825-5225. Jackson, Baltimore. Hey, Jack. How are you? Hey, Dave and Ken. Thanks for taking this call. Sure. I'm um, just going to find out um, if I should move forward with uh, selling my home or taking a chance um, to remain in it and possibly sell it next summer. Uh, here's the issue that's going on right now. Currently behind uh, close to $70,000 uh, on my mortgage. You're uh, behind $70,000? Yes. How much is your house payment? Um, house payment is about twenty, about 2300 So that's about two and a half, three years. How in the world have you gotten two or three years behind? They haven't foreclosed on you. Um, oh, it was COVID. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're just now getting around to you. The post-COVID foreclosures are catching up now. Okay. So have they started foreclosure yet? Uh, no, they haven't. Uh, I went through the loss mitigation process, which was a grueling process. Uh, my application was accepted. Um, I did receive a, a trial payment plan this past Saturday. The, the payments, uh, well, it's a three-month payment plan. Uh, the payments are feasible. Definitely can afford it. Um However, on this past Monday, I received a letter from my lender stating that my uh, my loan was being sold uh, to a new lender. What and kind so of a loan question, do you have, FHA, VA, or conventional? Uh, VA loan. Okay, the loss mitigation was approved by the VA then. The lender, it'll go with the loan. Okay. The new lender will, um, the new and, lender will honor this. Okay. All right. And then the other thing is we, during this process, since we was waiting to hear back, um, if we were going to basically receive a payment plan or not, we put our house on the market. Uh, we did receive an offer. Um, if we were to move forward with the offer, um, it can potentially after the payoff amount net us, uh, um, close to a hundred K. Okay. So, well, let me ask you this. Why, um, why are you three years behind on your house? Uh, lost income for three years. Yep. Okay. Are you back? Why did you lose? Why did you not work for three years? Uh, disability reasons. Okay. Um, so was the disability permanent? Uh, yes, it's permanent. And I just started back working again within the means of my disability. Mm-hmm. So what do you make? Um, uh, right now, household with my wife, about just a little over 200K as of right now with the wow. new job. What was the nature of your disability, sir? Um, going to, I mean, from physical ailments to mental ailments, I'm a uh, 100% disabled veteran. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, thank you for your service. Yes, sir. Um, which Thanks. is another reason you got loss mitigation from the VA. Okay. Um, 
How long have you lived in this house? Uh, for about about five years, I believe. Okay. About five years. If I'm in your shoes and I've been through the hell that you all have been through, um, the last thing I want to do is uh, walk through mud knee deep for the next many, 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 many months trying to get current when I have a good offer on the table that gives me a fresh start. I'm selling this puppy and taking a fresh start. Clean, take the whiteboard, erase everything off the whiteboard. Now we got a fresh, clean, grace-filled windshield looking forward. If I look in the rearview mirror, I'm going to see some piles of poop. But looking out the windshield, it's clean. You follow me? Yes. And I really personally like that kind of fresh start feeling. You've got a real opportunity to do that here. Um, it involves moving, which is a pain in the butt. But, you know, you make 200 a year, you got got 100 in your pocket, and this problem is gone. I really like that. Yeah. Okay. You see why? Do you, you get, you see, it's not really a financial thing as much as it's emotional, and you're going to end up – either way, you're going to end up with a house – but you're going to have to go through – I mean, every time you pay double, triple payments, it's like a, uh, a bell going off in your head reminding you of the disability you just clawed your way through. But if you don't have that, you just got a fresh new life, then you got a fresh new life, you know? You don't have something reminding you of the past every time you write a dadgum check. You know what I'm talking about? Totally understand. And I, I, so I just think there's some mental – health to that if i'm in your shoes now i've never been in your shoes literally where where i served and i you know came home uh you know with with disabilities uh and i've never had that problem but i have had the problem of my past following me around we all have had that problem right and so i i just i can relate to you in that regard and i just i personally love a very clean fresh start that's why I like when someone, uh, for instance, goes through a divorce. Make sure that everything is paid and clear and clipped. We don't keep paying payments together. We're not married anymore. Get it all cleaned up. Get it separate. You want the X to be an X. You know, you don't want a half butt still be tied in. Well, we got the kids. Make that the only thing you got together. Everything else needs to be clean because that way you can get on with the second chapter of your life, the third chapter of your life, whatever it is. You can't close the last chapter. And I just want to close your last chapter for you because I care about you. And I just, I hear it in your voice. I want the cleanliness. I'm taking the deal. I'm gone. Yeah. And take your time. If you've got to rent for a season, yeah. do it. you got a great combined income. Yeah assuming that you're looks like you're pretty healthy you're cleared uh the best is yet to be here and i think dave is absolutely right i wouldn't even think twice about this i would clean it all up and begin the process of re-entering he's been in a long season of healing and hurting and all the stress of the house i i absolutely agree dave i think you absolutely right here this is new square i think you i think your wife's gonna feel like that you oh. took you took a uh, you know, like she's been walking around carrying something yeah. on her shoulders and she gets to set it down. Yeah. Mm. Like breathe. Yeah. Clean, cool, yeah. mountain air, peace. That's what I want here. That's what I'm after. And I want to just, on behalf of Dave and our entire audience, point out that Jack's a true American hero, a great yes. American that would 
put his life on the line to serve our country and have to deal with all this junk. Uh, this is this is tough stuff, and we're really hoping and praying and cheering you on that this next chapter is going to be the best. So thank you for who you are, and uh, you got this. We're going to walk alongside of you. You got it, Jack. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSC. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Lindsay is in Bangor, Maine. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave and Ken. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Well, um, my father passed away this Sunday. Oh, my. Yeah. Two days ago? Um, yeah, two days ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. How old was he? Uh, he was 62. Ooh, young. What was his name? Yeah, Michael. So what are you, in your 30s? I am, yep. Yeah. I'm so sorry. What happened to him? He had um, cancer. So it's been coming a while. Yeah, it's, oh. it's about a year. I'm yeah. So oh, my, honey. How can we? How can we help? Well, um, he, he left, um, me some money and I'm, I'm kind of freaking out because part of it, um, was cash that he gave to my aunt to give to me upon his death that he had just been saving. Um, and then part of it is, um, several smaller life insurance policies, um, and his house and vehicles, um, and some other, um, cash in the bank and, I am back at baby step one again for the second time um, due to I had a baby and then um, our income went down. So we've been working on um, getting back to baby step two and, and restarting the debt process again. We paid off about 30 So you're his, you're his sole heir? I, well, um, I have two brothers that also re- are receiving a portion of um one of his life insurance policies, but they didn't have a relationship. So he, he left a majority of it to me. Um, so you have a car to sell, you have a car to sell, a house to sell. You've got, I assume there's a will. There's a will. Um, and, um, to, to me, the, the thing I worry about the most is the money I have already, the $17,000, he had in savings. Um, that I, I, my aunt just deposited in my account yesterday. I just, I'm very worried that I, I was hoping to be 
through my debt-free journey um, before he passed. So I wouldn't, he, he worked his whole life um, to, to save and to leave something behind. And he, he was extremely frugal and didn't spend money on himself because he wanted to have some money um, for us. And what are you worried about? I, I don't want to, I'm, I'm worried that the money is just, I, I want to honor him and I want to be a responsible handler of this money. And I, I'm worried where we're back in baby step one. I don't, I don't know how to handle it. I don't know if I should use it towards our debt-free journey. Our, I had thought about giving it back to my aunt and having her hold on to it for me for a little while and keep working the plan as we were. Um, so I, I, um, I just don't know what let's, to do. let's stop a second, okay? Um, if someone I love this dearly died two days ago, this is not the decision I need to make right now. Okay. You're, you're trying to talk through, um, a heart that's hurting and make math decisions. So what I want you to do is take the 17,000 out of your account, go open a savings account, a six month CD or a three month CD. And it's not attached to your checking in any way. And just pretend like it's not there for a little while. Get you, you do not need the weight of losing your father and the weight of worry about you misbehaving with the money at the same time. Yeah. It's too much. It's too fresh. It's too raw. <laughs> yeah. You give yourself room to cry. Okay. And let's just, let's just, let's just hurt about losing him for right now. And we'll worry about the money stuff when we can breathe a little better. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. So here, here's what I want you to do. I want you to work through the estate stuff as whenever you can, but just keep it all separate for two or three, four months, five months, and get where you can breathe. And then okay. when your head is is a little more clear, because you're a human being that loved his, loved her dad, okay, you got to give yourself a little room for that. And when your head's a little bit more clear, then you sit down with your husband. I take it you're married the way you've been saying this, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, well, you I kept am. saying we are on baby step. So I'm making sure. Yeah. And you, you just had a baby. So that's what I was going with. Okay. So, um, you sit down and say, all right, we're going to go through financial peace university and we're, we're going to dial this in. We're going to get on the every dollar budget and we're going to work these baby steps exactly. And we're going to use dad's legacy to do that. But the only way I can do that and keep my sanity is to know that we never go back. We have it. Our habits are permanently changed. You and him have to make a, a pact pinky swear and spit shake, right? You have to make a contract with each other because the, the what's scaring you is, is that you're going to, your dad works so hard and you're going to mess this up. That's what's scaring you. And the, what keeps you from messing it up is two things. One is you commit to this system, and two is you and your husband make a pact that we are sticking to this, and the reason we're doing that is to honor the legacy of my dad because that's where this freaking money came from. 
And so you have a real reason to do this right going forward, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. But you don't need to do any of that today. That's later on when you can breathe. And the bad news is, is that we're having this conversation today. The good news is it's on a podcast. and You can listen to it in four or five months and it'll make more sense. Is that okay? Oh, I, yeah. Right. yeah. And, and we're going to help you. We're going to put you through Financial Peace University. We're going to pay for it. Okay. So you hold on and Austin will get you signed up and you can get on every dollar. But I would just take any, go you work through getting the house sold, the car sold. And every time something sells or you get another chunk of money in from a life insurance policy, just throw it all in that savings account. Just keep that side savings account. And you got a big old pile of money over there that's continuing to add up. And then when your head clears, you can take that money and drag it right over into the baby steps and go. But that's after you have some confidence from a contract with your husband that we're never going to do anything except these baby steps exactly this way. And you have some confidence that you've dialed it in. You believe that you're going to do it because you, you, you're you going to have a different kind of broken heart called regret. And that's what you're afraid of if you mess this up. And you're not going to mess it up because now you got a real why. Honoring your dad's legacy is a great why. Yeah, you need to forgive yourself, Lindsay. We've all done dumb with money. We've talked about it on the air. And there's a there's something hanging on you right now. And I think what you have to do beyond what Dave said is you just got to forgive yourself. You just got to know I'm not an idiot. I'm not a moron. And and I've got a plan now. And the plan helps. Yeah. So you're just like everybody else. So we fell back. We're on baby step one again. That's right. Know? So I remember when I went bankrupt, I had to do that. Yeah. Uh, it took me a little while. Yeah. I, it not only stole my sure. confidence, sure. but I also was pretty pissed mm-hmm. at myself. Mm. And so I finally had to come to this real conclusion with the language in my head is just because I did some stupid things does not mean I am by definition stupid. That's correct. That's right. Smart people sometimes do stupid things. Mm -hmm. And I was a smart person that did a bunch of stupid things and it bit me in the butt. Yep. Well, welcome to being human. Yes. And so I can forgive myself for that. But I'm not going to identify I'm not going to say my new identity is stupid person. That's correct. No, my new identity is a person who never does those stupid things again. Yeah, that's right. That's my new identity. I'm tired of learning that thing over yeah. and over. It's time to move I on. i got plenty of new stupid stuff to do. I don't need to do the old ones <laughs> that's twice. That's correct. Yep. There's always that chance. Hey, hang on. We'll get you signed up, kiddo. If you need some more help, you call us anytime. Mm-hmm. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Amy is with us in Chicago. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? My question is, is it common for debt that you paid off to come off your credit report but then return on your credit report the next month? Um, a little bit of context, we just finished baby step two in July. 
Uh, my husband and I paid off $28,000 in student loans in July. Uh, it came off of our credit report. And then last week I got an email saying our score has increased by 78 points. Um, and then our loans are listed again. Okay. Um, no, that's not common. Um, okay. it's, um, so here's the thing. 52% of the credit reports have errors. 36% of them have errors that are so egregious it could keep you from getting credit. Yeah. Okay. So this falls in the category of error, obviously. And I think I know how it happened. I'm not 100% sure what to do about it. There's a couple of things you can try. But okay. um, uh, what happens is that these massive companies, in this case the student loan servicer, uh, they do downloads usually quarterly to the, uh, of their database to the, uh, to the credit bureaus, okay? So what happened was a single item was removed as a single item, and then when they downloaded their latest data, it still had your student loan in it. They hadn't taken it out of that piece of data. So when they did the batch download, you were in the batch again. That's what put it back on there, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Okay. So it, I would do two things to get it off. Number one, call the idiots. The, this is the problem with student loan servicers. They're absolute morons. I mean, it's just, it, you've had to deal with them before, right? I mean, it's like, oh, yeah. like, are your parents cousins? I mean, what is wrong with you people? You know, it's just, they can't find their butt with both hands. It's ridiculous how inept they are. So, but there's nothing you can do about it except fight through the bureaucracy. So, Call them like 62 times because that's what it'll take and tell them to get the stupid thing off your credit report again because it's paid off. Would you please note the file? <laughs> Zero balance. Now, please turn that into whoever. What, who is it? Experian or who is it? Yeah, Experian. Yeah. yeah. And, and poor Experian, they're dumb as they are too because they just take whatever <laughs> these people send them and load it on there, right? with no thought yep. whatsoever that it might be full of errors by some goob that didn't key, you know, uh, entering key data that doesn't care. So um, this is what you're dealing with, just a whole bunch of inept people that don't care. So that's one thing you can do is call them two or three, four times. Maybe they'll take it off again. The other thing you can do is with any debt on your credit report, you have the right, according to the Consumer Fair, debt, or, uh, Fair Credit Reporting Act, federal law, to dispute in writing any item on your credit bureau report. If they do not repair the uh, error within 60 days, you have the right to require them to completely remove it, the whole item, as if it never existed. Okay? And so uh, what I would do is just dispute this item, send it to Experian, return receipt requested so you have or FedEx so you have a date of delivery proof when the 60 days started okay you have 60 days from this date to prove the accuracy of this item it is inaccurate it should be a zero balance if you have not corrected it within 60 days you will be forced to remove it I will force you according to the Federal Fair Credit Reporting Act write that down Federal Fair Credit Reporting Act so any of you that have an error on your credit report, that's how you that's how you get the error fixed. Now, here's what normally happens in the real world, not the land of law and uh, theory. 
in the real world when you do that almost never so, so Experian will send it out to the loan servicer Navient or whoever it is then right you know the the loan servicer yeah. is almost always too incompetent to respond within 60 days so Experian will hear nothing back from them to correct the error within 60 days and so then you'll go back and go you haven't heard anything take it off now the problem with that is the next time they download a batch next quarter it may show up again yeah that's possible <laughs> okay but and so uh I, I you know i probably am going to go ahead and do both i'd fire off the letter federal fair credit reporting i get the 60 days started and in the meantime i'd start calling navi or sally may or whoever the flip this is and just wearing them out melmet is our new carrier now so <laughs> it's who melmet oh yeah yeah great yeah. it's still not any better but i mean no nope, you know, nope. have you called them yet no, by chance really have you already called them credit, but did you already call um, them i have yeah i called them. they say it's zero on their end so they're they're not sure why it shows up like that is what they tell me yeah well here's what i'm sure of you reported it to them wrong that's what i would tell them so you guys need yep. to call them you need you need to send a note over there and tell them to take it off like now or i'm gonna file suit on you people and by the way, ma'am, what was your name? I'm going to just, you know, I want to get the person on the other end's name because I'm going to name you in the lawsuit. So you need to get off your assets and get this fixed. Right? Jack them up. Exactly. Jack them up because exactly. they deserve it. Uh, and, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be mean until they just persist in their, you know, belligerent incompetence. And, and then we can turn it up. We can turn it up. We can make the, we can make a hobby out of you people, you know? And that's what I would do, I, I, you know, because you need to get this off of there. And the problem is, if you were dealing with normal human beings, you just call up and they go, oh, my bad. I'll call and get it off. Okay. But we're not dealing with normal human beings. You're dealing with student loan no. servicers and credit bureaus. And no. it's just the, it's like dumb meets dumber, you know? And it's just, God, what a, what an aggravating industry. It's just, there's, and it's just, so, so the, you know, don't t let me t help you guys with this life hack okay some of you are going oh i've got bad credit on there i could lie and write it and dispute it they'll probably never correct it so i can make them take the whole thing off mm. well that may work but it'll be temporary until they download next quarter's batch of data and then you'll be right back on there so you've wasted all your time so you've got to go to the root and dig out the dandelion. Otherwise, it's going to keep showing up on stinking Experian, TransUnion, whoever whoever you're dealing with over here. So um, you got to get the thing dug out by the root. And the root, in this case, lives over at the student loan service, or God help us. Mm. Yes. By the way, uh, two things. She's going to be okay. She knows that. Mm -hmm. But you just have to stay with it, so don't freak out if that happens to you. And also, i got to mention again our student loan live stream event. We've got a free event coming up. Dave Ramsey, Jade Warshaw, and Rachel Cruz. We're going to give you a lot of solutions on getting rid of your student loans, but none of them have anything to do with that call. None, <laughs> none of them at all. But when we mention student loans, I've got to mention that because there's just so many people that are underneath this thing, and it is coming. It's like a it's like a freight train coming. Uh, Come, uh, payments coming start accruing in September. Uh, Interest October. starts accruing in September. Payments due in October. Yeah, and so that's a reality coming to a lot of people. So I, I think Piper moved to uh washington dc 
<laughs> so now it's time to pay the piper. Yeah, there it is. I'm okay. just thinking. I was wondering where your guy liked yeah, that. I that's like not that. bad. I think, it's coming. I think he's got a new address. His new zip code is DC. That's right. You got to pay right. the piper now. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm sorry, guys. Those some of y'all are really facing some hard times, and we're going to help you. The name of the company is Ramsey Solutions. Why? Because we got some solutions. Mm. None of them are magic. That's right. None of them are easy, but they all work. So it's that easy, that hard. Yeah, uh, go to RamseySolutions.com slash student loans. Sign up for that free live stream. Why do they make it so hard to pay off debt? You know, they make it easy to get, but that whole call illustrates they make it real easy for you to get into debt. Any no, type no, of debt, student you, they loan, don't, they don't, credit card. They don't anything. want you to have it paid off. That's they right. like collecting That's the, the interest. That's the point. We have that Navient former employee, you know, Ugh. with their identity he- he- held on a borrowed future documentary yes. talking about how they trained them yeah. to intentionally screw up the loans so they stayed on the books and they kept collecting interest oh my they gosh. trained them to do that they're freaking crooks mm. this is the ramsey show Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Ryan is in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Mr. Ramsey, Mr. Coleman. Thank you both for taking my call today. Sure. What's up? So we are in baby step four, five, and six, me and my wife. And we've been married for almost two years and found out yesterday that we have a baby on the way. Yay! Thank you, sir. Appreciate y'all. Um, so my question today is this. Um, I know I've heard in previous shows that you recommend us pause the baby steps when we have a baby on the way. Um, but should we pause baby step number four or investing? No. If we have... No, you've okay. got them. That would be if you're in baby steps one through three where you don't have any money. But now you've oh, got a fully funded emergency fund. Yes, sir. Yeah. How much is in your emergency I, fund? We got 15000 Okay. You're fine. You got good health insurance to cover labor and, labor and delivery? Yes, sir. And I'm actually one of those guys that has an emergency fund for my emergency fund. So we have about six grand and a, another savings account. So That's we. Fine. Already have the money. You to, got tw- uh, you got twenty one thousand dollars laying around to cover deductibles and whatever else. You got good health insurance. You don't. You know you. What we what we're talking about when you push pause is when you have no money. You got a thousand dollars in the account and you're trying to pay off debt. Well, you don't need to be there with a the baby on the way. So you push pause and pile up cash, build up an emergency fund essentially, right? And then you push play again and start reducing your debt after baby comes home and mommy and baby are healthy. Uh, but in your case, you're in baby step four, five, six. You're already there. So, no, you don't need to do that. Okay. Well, that's that's good to hear because I really didn't want to lose that momentum when it comes to investing. So Yeah, you're doing uh, great. And now you get to thinking about opening up a college fund in nine months. Good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we're we're excited uh, about John Deloney's new book. We're, we're excited about uh, purchasing that and getting that in October. So we uh, – definitely appreciate all you guys and what y'all do but uh, we just wanted to know about that because we didn't know if we needed to pause or if we needed to uh, keep on going i think you're in good shape brother congratulations thank you thank you for calling in mckenzie is with us in tulsa hi mckenzie how are you hi dave doing great thanks for taking my call sure what's up 
Well, I'm active duty military, and my husband's a stay-at-home dad at this time. Due to my career, our family is expected to move at least five times over the next 15 years or so. We don't want to be long-term renters, but how do we get in the housing game and build equity at this point? You don't. You should be a long-term renter, with rare exceptions. <laughs> I would I would invest in a mutual fund, build you up a house fund, so at the end of 15 years, you can just pay cash for one, get a mutual fund okay. aside, and pay yourself a house payment into that. But um, you do not want to be buying. You're going to lose your butt, Mackenzie, jumping in and out of houses every two or three years, by and large. And because the equation is the house usually in three years, unless it's a very unusual real estate market, does not go up enough in value to be able to sell it and break even. You'll lose money, number mm-hmm. one. Number two, most military markets if if it's a, if it's a small town and it's largely the economy of the town is largely supported by military there's always uh-huh. a flood of military houses on the market so there's always right. an extra supply and so they don't appreciate and it's hard to sell now there's exceptions so no to that no properties either i'm sorry <laughs> No rental properties either. No, you don't want to be long distance landlording across in in military markets everywhere you've been stationed. Oh no, that's a nightmare. No, okay. you talk about having a house torn up. My God, the Harley oil will get changed in your living room. You know, no, that's that's the last thing you need to do. You don't want to be in the rental market that way. That's 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 rental property by default, not by plan. Um, now, there's a few markets that's an exception. You know, if you were in Virginia, which is the largest naval base in the world, right? You've got enough. You've got mm-hmm. a big enough economy there that those houses in the D, their proximity to DC and everything else, they'll they will appreciate. Or San Diego, you're doing Navy and you land in San Diego, you're probably going to okay. appreciate enough in three years to get in and out of it and actually make some money. But in none of these cases are you there long enough to have that real estate story of the house doubling while you're there. Uh, the only the only question is, can I get out of it? In other words, is the market vibrant enough to actually sell the stupid thing when I leave? And will it have gone up enough that I can sell it and make money on it? And you can actually pull those statistics. It's average days on the market, D-O-M. Uh, you can have a realtor pull them. What's the average days on the market for a house here? If you got average days on the market in nine days, then you got a vibrant, hot real estate market. You can know you can get rid of it when you get ready to leave. You got average days on the market of 270 days. That's a nine month sit. No. And some of these markets will have that. No, you can't. That means you're stuck. You're going to become what's known as a motivated seller and get yourself in a pinch. I know it's aggravating. It's, but it's part, we work with military. We work with military for 30 years all over the world. And we, we love you guys. We appreciate what you do serving your country. And the last thing we want you to do is get stuck in a stupid house. This is not a popular opinion is my guess, but I would take advantage of military housing, base housing when you can. I know it's not desirable for everybody, but you've already decided to make this long-term commitment to serve. And to your point, Dave, if you take advantage of that and you're investing in a mutual fund in your entire career, you're going to come out with a massive, massive payment on a house, maybe able to buy something cash. And I think that's the long-term thinking that if I was in the military, I would be thinking about. There you go. Michael is with us. Michael is in Fort Collins, Colorado. Hey, Michael, how are you? Good, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Uh, real quick, get to the point. New to your system, uh, my fiance and I are getting married in a month. We just purchased a house. Um, I had a house before we came into the relationship, and so did she. Um, I just sold my place. 
or thinking about putting hers on the market, and we don't know whether to put it on the market or keep it uh, and use our funds together to uh, <clears throat> go towards our new house. Um, I was doing, like I said, it was new to your program. I didn't know I was doing the whole Dave Ramsey thing, but uh, pretty so, much. So you were was, already a responsible adult before you met us. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. <laughs> Way to thanks go. To Congratulations on the marriage, thanks Mike. Good job, yeah, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, so how much do you owe on your current home that the two of you just purchased? Uh, so uh, total home is 800000 That's the we'll mortgage? No, no, no. That's the price of the house. Now, what's the mortgage? Oh, uh, on her house? No, your house. The one oh, you my just house bought. I just sold, sir. No, the one the two of you just bought. Oh, uh, it'll be 2800 bucks. No, honey. The mortgage balance. What do you owe to pay it off? 250. Okay, that's what I'm after. And the yeah. other house that well, oh, we we owe 250. I sold my house and I'm bringing in 550. Oh, so you can pay about, it off. Well, yeah, well, we got about uh um should be about 100 from hers. So you got so $650,000 cash and you have a $250,000 mortgage when hers sells. Yes. And so you pay off the mortgage, right? Uh yes. Okay, then what? Uh well, we do have a small car loan on her Explorer. And that's gone. Now what? Um, so what's your question? You're debt-free when you get married and sell her house, right? <clears throat> no, sir. I don't think you're understanding. You're right. I'm not. Uh, you got okay. $550,000. Oh, you put that down on the $800,000 house already? Yes, sir. That's oh, what I got from my house. You're I right. House. I wasn't understanding. I thought yes, you were sir. sitting with a half million dollars cash. Okay, so no, one no, more no, time, no. you owe two fifty on your house. How much is she going to get in her hand when she sells her house? About a hundred. Ah, which would reduce that by a hundred. You'd still owe one fifty. Yes. Other than so the fact we'll you need to pay off the, the student table. loan first. We'll be coming to the table about six fifty on an eight hundred thousand dollar home. You haven't closed on the new house. Uh, we close in about a month. Oh, I thought you told me you already it, bought it. Okay. No, it's well, we did. It's a brand new build, but yeah. we put our earnest money down. We just haven't, we just haven't closed. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, here's, I want you to pay off all consumer debt first, build an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses and pay the rest of it on the house. And then let's concentrate on paying off what little mortgage you have. It sounds like you're going to have about 150,000 bucks left over, give or take in a mortgage. And let's go ahead and get that paid off as fast as you can. The faster you have a paid-for house, with the income the two of you together throwing at it, you're going to be millionaires. This is The Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.